to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hello, everybody. This is Denise Heidel, and I'm your podcast host for the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. And today we're continuing our series on social media. And specifically, our topic today is social media policies in the workplace. This is a really big deal for a lot of businesses. And so um, I have invited um, Insperity to join us, specifically Trisha Palmer, the senior HR specialist with Insperity, and James Reese, our local chamber member um, who is serves as the business performance advisor. Thanks so much, Tricia and James. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So before we get started, I would like to give you both a chance to kind of introduce yourselves. Obviously, I've shared your title, but Tricia, let's start with you. Um, You're based in Charlotte, right? Yes, I am based in the Charlotte office. James recently realigned himself to our office um, and thankful that he did to give us these awesome opportunities to connect with you all. Um, I've been with Insperity for about four and a half years serving in this role. Um, And in my role, I serve as an advisor to small to medium-sized businesses um, from everything HR. So compliance, employee relations, performance improvement plans, um, leave administration, all of those nuts and bolts that, especially those small businesses that may not have the capacity to have a full-time HR person themselves, um, they can really lean on on myself and my team um, to make sure that they're doing things the way they should be doing and lowering their risk and their liability as much as we can. That's a great service. You know, we we work with a lot of small businesses and, and this type of service I'd never heard of before um, to the degree that you guys do it. And it, it really is a great um, asset that you're, you're bringing to the small business community. James, tell us a little bit about your role and what Absolutely. you Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I am a, a business performance advisor. It's a really fancy title that basically means it's my job to talk to people and uh, tell them about who Insperity is, what we do, how we can really help support small businesses. So I am obviously local to the uh, Louisville area. I live over in Pofftown, and um, I do commute out to the Charlotte office now. I was with Raleigh for the last year, but I've been with Insperity for about 14 months, so I've kind of laid my flag around the, you know, the, this middle part of, of North Carolina here, and it's basically just talking to business owners about what they're currently doing and introducing them to the ideas and the strategies that Insperity can bring to them to get some of the administrative burdens off their plate and help them act in a more strategic way from an HR standpoint, utilize some of those things like, you know, payroll and benefits and workers comp and things that might not be exactly fun or or money making, if you will, because in the eyes of a lot of business owners, it's not really a revenue generating service, but we take a different approach and help them to be able to focus on their core core competencies as business owners and grow their business while we help them and support them and their team on the back end. Right, right. Well, that's, I mean, I know the again, you're making such an impact and you've been a great asset to our chamber. And I know that um, the small business community definitely appreciates you and um, and the company for what you offer. Um, because yes, it may not be a t- traditional moneymaker, but if, if you don't have good employees who are 
part of the culture and helping the company thrive that you actually could argue that yes, you do bring profit because if you can help streamline all those services and, and then that morale, that's awesome. So yeah, and, and that's exactly it too. And it's funny because our, our CEO has a saying that every company has a culture, whether by design or by default. And it's pretty easy to understand and know which environment is going to be more efficient and more profitable. Right, exactly. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So today we are talking about um, social media, the impact of it in the workplace, and specifically, you know, around the importance of having social media policies. And, you know, we only have a few minutes together, so we're not going to do a deep dive. But obviously, social media has definitely revolutionized the way companies do business. And of course, it's also had an impact on employees as well. So James, are you hearing a lot from employers who have concerns about this? Do you feel like, you know, that they they can be equipped to respond proactively to their social media concerns? I do believe that they can. And, um, you know, it's a, I've talked to many business owners and C-suites and HR directors and I think it's just one piece of the puzzle in, in who they are and, and developing that culture that they want as a company. Um, but I mean, we're all friends with other people on LinkedIn. So we can see those posts from people who are putting out positive messaging for their companies. And so I could say that, yeah, it, it can be very effective as a leadership team, even to every once in a while, you personally, as the CEO, go out and throw something on social media and and put it out there and so i i have seen it used effectively um in regards to to talking to people about it again it's just one piece of the puzzle it's something that they can utilize to help not only from the marketing standpoint getting their name out there but really showing the outside world who we are as a company and why you can trust us in the sense to be who we say we are and do what we say we're going to do right so it gives the um, the outside world, a, a little sneak peek into who you are as a company. Right. Well, I love that. And um, it goes in line with what we've been saying for the last three weeks about how to use social media from the marketing perspective, but it really does also align with what you're saying about communicating in a positive way with employees. And when you think of the impact of social media in the workplace, how do you think that it has helped or hurt businesses? It's a great question. And I think first, you know, my first thought is that it's revolutionized and grown businesses exponentially, Um, especially within about, you know, the past five, six years, we've seen the rise of social media influencers and, you know, advertising through social media, all these things, it's a great, great way to get your business's name out there, to show your services, 
um, to market, to talk about all of those things that your business can do in a really great accessible way that reaches a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the flip side of that is that people are people and it's harder to control that messaging you know, outside of your business social media profiles. So your business LinkedIn page, your business Facebook page, your business Instagram account, all of those things you obviously are very in control of. You've hired a great PR team to make sure it's beautiful and curated and has all the right messaging. Um, But then there's other people out there in the world that you have absolutely no control over. Um, So really the importance of getting that grasp back on that is saying, okay, what can we at least attempt to get a rein on? And that's our employees and how they are representing us in the, you know, in the cyber world of social media. Um, because your employees can also be great advocates for your business. Um, your employees are a great recruiting tool, especially on LinkedIn or Facebook or things like that. Um, you know, your employees help build your employer brand, um, you know, Businesses often focus on what is our brand from a products and services perspective, but your employer brand and who you are as an employer is so important to help you recruit, retain talent. You know, you want to be that employer of choice. Um, So you want to make sure that your employees are putting great things out there. Um, But we want to make sure that we're doing it within guidelines that feel appropriate for your business. Um, and making sure that you are comfortable with those. So that's really why we need that social media policy in place to make sure that it's not just go have a nice time on Facebook. That's a little bit too long of a leash. Um, But, you know, we also want to be respectful of people still being able to use their own voice in a platform that is really designed to make sure that you can use your own voice and be heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you, you basically just answered what my next question was going to be. Why should a business have a social media policy? Because you're absolutely right. And I liked your analogy of the long leash. You know, you can't just have a free for all. And I mean, and I, we're not going to you know get into really specific details, but I will tell you both that from my perspective, I have worked in two situations where an employee we had to do some damage control because of what they put out on social media. And that's a really awkward place to be because we all know that once something's out on the internet, it doesn't matter if you delete it or not, it lives forever. It (laughs) never ever goes away. So um, from an HR perspective, what are your recommendations? If a company is looking um, to, to put together a social media um, policy what kind of things should they consider including? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, you kind of want to think of how you would expect your employees to engage with each other, engage with the public if they're at work. They're picking up the phones, they're making calls to the public. How would you expect them to behave? What messaging would you expect them to portray? We want that to be a similar vein in a social media policy. So we want to make sure we're prohibiting any kind of hate speech, anything that could be seen as discriminatory, harassing, um, libelous, anything like that, that we would expect them to not speak verbally in the workplace or about our organization. So first and foremost, that right off the bat. Um, 
we want to emphasize the importance of being professional. They are always, your employees are always, always, always a representative of your organization, regardless of, you know, if their Facebook profile says they work for your company. Their LinkedIn most likely definitely does. Um, but regardless, they are a representative of your organization. So making sure that they are acting in a professional manner in all aspects of that. Um, a big one is making sure that we're also outlining security measures for sharing company information online. Anything that you would expect to not be sent in an email, in a phone call, discussed in the elevator, anything like that, that proprietary confidential information should obviously, we need to draw a hard line there that cannot be shared on social media. Mm -hmm. um, we also want to talk about appropriate conduct in responding to official posts from the employer. So, you know, you've had that beautiful PR team craft this wonderful message. It's beautiful. You're thrilled about it. It's posted out. What are our expectations from employees with engaging in that? Because them engaging in that post and sharing it and liking it and doing it is great to view, you know, boost that viewership, um, trick all those algorithms that all those social media platforms make to get it higher views. So making sure we're talking to our employees about how we expect them to engage in those official posts and what not to do as well. Um, and then another big one is appropriate conduct between coworkers on social media. I'm friends with coworkers on social media. I'm sure both of you are as well. It's a nature of these. We become friends with people that we work with. I want to see their baby photos. I want to see the birthdays and the anniversaries and all of those things. Um, but we need to have those expectations that we're still interacting with each other in a professional manner, even if it is on social media um, and we're friends outside of work you're still expected to be professional. And any time that, you know, if we ever got word of as an employer that there were any harassing behavior, discriminatory behavior, anything like that, even if it's not happening during work hours on work property, but it's happening on social media between two employees, we have an obligation to address that and make sure that it's stopped and doesn't happen again and discipline accordingly. So we want to make sure that's included in those policies as well. You know, you bring up an interesting point about that because, you know, some people could make the argument, well, that's personal. That's that's our personal. But very, very few people in this world can flip the switch that their personal life doesn't come in to their professional life, if especially if they're engaging with somebody that they have that that dual relationship with. And so, um, you know, what I'm hearing from you and I, I, I think that it really just boils down to one simple word communication. Right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So what would what would I mean, obviously, and, and you know, we probably should put this disclaimer out there on the front end of this. Um, you know, we're not making recommendations about what a small business should do. Um, at the end of the day, legal counsel should definitely be included when you're putting together a social media policy. But when we think about that, what, what would an employer, what, what could be seen as an appropriate or inappropriate conduct on social media? What is that line between the personal post and opinions that everybody's entitled to their own opinion? Where's the line drawn between that personal opinion and post and what the company's values are and how that, that personal crosses over and, and um, impacts the, 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 the value of the company? 
Does that make sense? I feel like I'm talking all over the place here. <laughs> no, it absolutely does. And that's a hard line to draw in the sand. Um, you know, and I wish I could give you a, this is it. It's right here, um, you know, kind of answer. But that is really something that your business has to decide. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to look at what your values are, um, the reach you're trying to create on social media platforms, how engaged you want your employees to be. Because you're right, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Free speech is a very real thing, um, you know, and we, there is there's a hard balance in there. And, you know, that's where we definitely encourage you to connect with legal counsel, connect with other advisors, um, and really make sure that you are figuring out what that line is for you. You know, are you a government contractor? Does that make your line a little bit more conservative? Um, you know, are you in a little bit more of a radical space? Could you be a little less conservative in that line? Um, and really needing to understand your business and what that is. Again, you know, there is a pretty hard line on the discriminatory, the defamatory, the harassing, you know, that's a, that's an easier line to see. Um, but, you know, we do want to make sure our employees are being respectful of the opinions of the business um, and not bringing their own personal opinions into those things and, and asking for a little bit of space in there. Um, and when you see an employee cross that line that you feel comfortable with, then discipline according to your policies and your disciplinary policies as you see fit. Um, but it is, it's a weird line and it could be one of those that changes constantly because the world is changing constantly every day. So, you know, you want to keep a pulse on social media, you know, news and actions. And, you know, do we need to explore getting into TikTok? Don't ask me how. I have no idea. But, you know, there's it's always changing and we need to keep abreast of it. So that line could keep adjusting as we go. Um, so continually reviewing those policies, looking at, what are our core values that we believe in? Where are we looking to go this year? Do we want to be a little bit more strategic in social media? Do we want to push a little, a little bit more and kind of keep evolving that line um, as your business evolves? And, and if I could just kind of tie in some of the points that you both have made, you know, it's like, Trisha, you're saying that there's this line that we're not sure exactly where it needs to be drawn in the sand. It might be able to be different depending on the industry you're in, right? And that makes sense. And at the same time, going back to what you were saying earlier, Denise, about communication, that's really the key in this whole thing is as an organization, if you can communicate effectively with your employees, help them understand, you know, when these policy changes might be coming into place, but overall, just who are we as a company, right? Get buy-in from the employees and and get them to want to, to live that, that culture if you will, of what the the company is, and feel free to to kind of let that bleed into the social media accounts. And, and you might want to kind of take a step back and say, if I was just an outside person looking in at this, and I read this comment, is this something that could be perceived negatively towards the company, right? You can still interact and, and make comments on things, and you can do it in an unbiased way, one that won't ruffle feathers, if you will. But I think that the communication from leadership down to every single employee is really going to help determine where that line is for each company. Right. Well, you know, 
this is really in alignment with so many other podcast episodes that we've done because what I'm hearing from the two of you, you you keep talking about culture and you know making sure your employees, you know, if they're going to express their opinions, you know, they don't have to necessarily agree with the company culture per se, but because it is their opinion, but this goes back to a podcast episode we did at the beginning of the year with uh, Josh Kwasney, who is an EOS implementer. Um, we did two episodes with him, the mission statement and then defining your company's core values. And this comes into the hiring process, of course, which I know is near and dear to both of you as well, you know, making sure you put the right people in the right seat. And a lot of that will kind of never be a problem if if that happens on the front end, right? <laughs> Right. And it goes back to kind of what James mentioned earlier. We, we talk about culture by default or culture by design. And if you've built that culture by design, you've lived it, you breathe it, you communicate it by default, you know, we're going to get to that point where your employees believe it and feel it and want to positively portray it in social media. You know, that's something Insperity's done a great job at as an employer for you know, James and I, is we have that culture by design. Um, and I'm proud to go on my social media and say, I work for Insperity and here are the cool things we're doing. Um, so, you know, by creating that awesome culture by design and really making that a priority for your people, you're going to mitigate a lot of the risks associated with not only social media, and what might be out there, but so many more aspects in your business. And, you know, that's why we really try to influence it. HR is not a cost center. It's a huge driver of success for your organization. And by having quality people in the right place at the right time, like you mentioned, Denise, mm -hmm. you're going to mitigate so many of these issues. And yes, we want to have the policies in place because things happen and there's those one-offs that are weird. For the most part, we're really hoping you're creating this policy and you're never going to have to really use it in a disciplinary or negative way. It's there to protect you. But by creating that culture by design and making sure you're focusing on not only how you want to you know, portray your values on the internet, but also how you want to live and breathe them and how you want to make sure your employees are living and breathe them, you're going to mitigate a lot of that risk automatically. Right. Well, you know, this whole series, you know, was really based. This is the fourth one, the fourth episode we're doing on social media. And um, this whole series was based on feedback from our chamber members. They wanted more information about social media. And, you know, and I know from a small business perspective that this whole thing seems really daunting. But what I love about this conversation is that what I'm hearing from you, yes, there's a lot involved, but um, there's a lot of things you got to think through, but it doesn't have to be scary. It can be controlled. This is not a wild card that businesses have to just hope for the best, cross all your fingers and toes, and let's see what happens. It, it can be very deliberate, strategic, and and very well orchestrated when we're building our, our right culture, putting people in the right seats, and then also, you know, communicating clear expectations. So I really appreciate all this expertise that you're sharing and, and this wisdom. So so let's uh, let's go ahead and I've got one more question before we, we start to wrap it up. But um, steps an employer can take. What are some things that they can do to protect their social media? 
um, what are some of the steps that they can take to protect their employees as well? I mean, it's not even just about protecting the reputation of the business, but also protecting personnel and their teams. So do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, you want to make sure, again, that you've drawn that line of this is the message that we want to portray. And this is, you know, the message we want our employees to portray. Um, And if that is violated by an employee, an outside party, a disgruntled client or ex-employee or something, our first responsibility is to protect our business and our people. So we want to be consistent in how we respond to anything like that, um, you know, disavowing any posts that go directly against the company's values publicly, um, disavowing anything that personally attacks an employee publicly, um, as long as it's in line with, again, your communication policies and values and, you know, in line with that. Um, and then you want to really walk through and communicate. It's funny how we keep coming back to this word, communicate, communicate, communicate with your employee. What are we doing to protect, you know, to prevent this from happening again? Are we really making sure that we are, you know, walking down on how we portray our posts? Are we really going to tighten up the messaging? Um, Are we working with outside counsel to make sure that we are respecting you know, laws and, you know, other kind of ethical rights and things like that. Um, And then we want to re-examine those policies um, and make sure that they're still contributing to the greater good of our organization. Um, Things are going to happen. You're going to encounter a troll or a negative post or somebody that just is out there. They're there all the time and they exist and we can't control other people. What we can control is how we respond. Um, you know, that's something we talk about a lot. I work on as an individual of responding versus reacting. Um, oh, yes. So think about the speed to which you respond. Um, it's when you see that negative comment and that troll, it's so easy to be like, no, I, that's not it. You're wrong. And, you know, contribute to the ranch. That's not helping anybody. Take that step back respond appropriately, take a deep breath and do so strategically um, because that's going to prevent you from go, you know, deepening the hole that the troll is trying to dig. Um, you know, and then if in the unfortunate circumstance it happens again, we want to make sure that we're con- being consistent in that response. If there's anything you know about HR, that consistency is key. I will preach that from the mountaintop. Um, so making sure you're being consistent in how you respond to those things um, and over, over communicate how you're responding to those negative comments, negative posts, um, and being there for your employees too. If it is personally an attack on them, you know, what resources can you provide to them? Is it an employee assistance program? Is it, you know, a little bit of help? tightening up their privacy on their social media accounts or something like that, you know, making sure that you're there for them as well. That goes a long way to help contribute to that culture by design as well. Right. Well, this is, um, this is really helpful information. And I really do hope that the small business community feels encouraged from the um, thoughts that you've been sharing, because, you know, 
it does feel daunting, especially if you're a solopreneur and, or you have a very small team and it feels like, you know, you're Bugs Bunny playing all the bases in the game, you know, that you, you can't be everywhere all the time. Um, and so it feels like just one more massive project to add to a never ending checklist, but it really comes down to what you said about being um, responsive versus reactive. I mean, that that is that is true my friend because you know we we can either um take the high road or take the low road and it and it really it will not serve anybody well by taking that low road so right yeah. um so again trisha and james thanks so much for joining me um i appreciate you know all of your input and what you've brought to the table today um, everybody, this is a wrap for this edition of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. We have one more episode in the social media series. Our next one will be on healthy social media habits, not only for work, but for home and family. And um, so I hope you'll continue to tune in. Make sure you share, subscribe, and uh, let others know that the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast is a free uh, resource available to anybody in our community. Thanks again for joining me, Tricia and James. Thank you so much, Denise. Denise. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.